We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Grinders, it's your buddy Blenderhead, Jordan Cooper here, showing you how I use the Roto Grinders tools and information to produce this wonderment of a lineup that came in second place for $30,000 in the big $5 GPP on DraftKings last night. And these aren't, aren't the types of contests that I'm a huge fan of, where it's 100000 a first, and by the time you get down to 10th place, it's like, here's a set of steak knives. So uh, on, on most, uh, most slates, I'll play anywhere from uh, 40 to 80 lineups in total, which includes like 20 into the 20 max. I'll play single entry, three maxes, some of the mid stakes, some of the smaller low stakes uh, to build a nice portfolio of lineups on a given day. And I use lineup HQ to, uh, to generate them. But on this given day, uh, they, they had, they had, they like oversized this contest where two hours before lock, it was barely half full. So seeing the potential overlay, and even if it was just going to go off fairly rake-free, uh, my, my EB alert went off, plus EB situation, let's go! So uh, instead of having what I would normally maybe play 40 to 60 in this type of contest, I just slammed the whole thing in. Just slam it in! I just kept on pressing that green button, let's get up to 150. And uh, knowing that I have lineup HQ at my disposal to make that many lineups and build a portfolio that could put me in the position for success. Because you'll see in this video that, uh, you know, we're not magical wizards here over at Roto Grinders. The good players are, you know, not every little thing, every little detail is in, and this is how they did it. Uh, sometimes it's, it's sometimes it's dumb luck. Sometimes it's just putting yourself in the position to get lucky and building as many plus EV lineups that you can so that you, you could... You could get all the way up to first with just one of them. That's all you need. So you'll see in this video that 
while I did have a 0.5% owned Alex Dickerson that went off for 35 points, it wasn't someone that I had 80% of. You'll see that uh, 7% owned Walker Bueller with uh, the 16K complete game performance wasn't someone that I had in 80% of my lineups. So it's just building your portfolio and getting the combinations that you want to give you the best chance of success. And the best way to reproduce the success of the best GPP players in the industry is to, is to learn from them. And that's why a lot of people, most people when the slate is over, most people when, when you don't have the guy that triple dongs in the 9 o'clock game and you have no chance for first place, they just move on to the next slate. What's going on tomorrow? I think the first thing that you should be doing is learning from what's currently going on in this slate or what happened the day before. And uh, the best tool to do that is on Rotogrinders and it's Results DB. They have an entire database of all the contests, all the major contests on, on DraftKings for the GPPs, as well as the, the big uh, double ups or, or uh, single entry tournaments. And there you could go in and see and see all the exposures, see what people played. Go and look up to a. To, uh, the, the Roto-Grinders analysts and all the best GPP players in the industry and learn from them a little bit, even if you're just going for five minutes. I think it's a, ve it's a very underutilized tool, not just for checking out your own lineups, but just seeing what was the thought process. Not who, who did they play, who did they think would do well, but how did they design their lineups? Not necessarily if, even if they came in first place. Maybe they didn't have a good night. To see what was their thought process going in. What stacks do they use? What exposures do they use? What pitcher combinations do they use? So I always suggest going to uh, to, to Results DB and, and checking it out for a little bit. Uh, don't think about the next slate. Just go there, learn from the past slate, and that and you'll be able to get better day in and day out. So here's uh, my winning lineup here in Results DB. You'll see I left 200 on the table for 49,800, scored 216.15. It was a 5-2-1 stack with Cincinnati as the main five-man uh, with two Baltimore hitters and uh, that Alex Dickerson, 0.46% on. You'll, you'll, you'll see how much dumb luck I fell into. You'll see that it's one of those things that sometimes the best GPP players in the industry, you, 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 put, you put the stuff into lineup HQ. Sometimes you get a little setting wrong and it didn't. it's two minutes before lock and you're just like, I need to upload all of these right now. And then sometimes you get late swap situations. Sometimes a guy gets scratched in the lineup and you have to adjust things from there. So you, you'll see that, uh, that my, my winning lineup while being in my player pool came down to a lot of like really chancy things happening on this giving day where I was able to switch into what ended up being a $30,000 lineup. Looking at my ownership, you'll see right away that uh, I tend to like to have more of a condensed pool where I'm pretty much overweight on everyone that I'm playing. So if I'm going to play a Cincinnati stack, I'm going to be overweight on the Cincinnati stack. If I'm going to play, uh, you know, David Peralta as a one-off, I'm going to be overweight on David Peralta. The only situation where I may not be uh, significantly over or under would be at pitcher. And that really depends on the bats that I'm using. On this given day, uh, I was uh, using a lot of what I call vomit stacks. I, I, I consider myself a vomit stack specialist. So, you know, you have a lot of like food critics that are great at reviewing uh, three-star Michelin type of restaurants. I'm the type of guy, if you want to know what the best gas station hot dog is, that you come, you come to me. You come to me. I like, I like the cheap stacks. 
I like the way that you could fit uh, gray pictures around them. And if you get the stack right, especially when they're lower owned, you could fit good one-off bats around them and uh, and really take down a GPP. So on this given day, since I was using a lower owned vomit stacks, uh, I didn't want to take that hard of a position on, on starting pitcher. So while when I'm, if I'm playing 60 lineups, I may not play this many pitchers. I may actually, you know, I may not have played Matt Boyd. I may not have played Canning. I may not have played as much of Sonny Gray or Paxton. Only because in 60 lineups, you know, I may want to have, uh, you know, 40% of like every pitcher that I'm playing. Uh, but on this given day, since I was playing a lot of uh, off the board stacks, I just wanted to get enough exposure to the, the pitchers that I thought would do well enough especially in the expensive range, since I'm playing cheaper stacks, uh, to, to fit around it. So uh, so Nola, who I think was, was was probably the best point for dollar play on the board, I found, a, I, I tried to find a reason to go significantly under on him, thinking that a 42% owned pitcher on a 14-game slate, like, that's a lot of bust potential. If he busts at 42% ownership, that's a lot of leverage to get. But uh, because of the, the stacks I was playing, I didn't want to get that, underweight of a position uh same thing for sale like sale was was the type of person going on Roto Grinders. Dean here. It's Dean 78904. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 503 on the East Coast. We had some technical issues. If you want to get all technical, uh, we are all good to go uh, from this point forward. It seems like from a uh, internet perspective, of course, it's 203 on the West Coast, 403 Tennessee time, which of course, we're just live with a flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It's called, uh, it's called, it's, well, it's sponsored by Fantasy Draft and it's called Grinders Live. Big T, I'm uh, a little flustered. I'm not really sure why, but uh, tell, well, I know it's Daily Fantasy Sports talk about today today only we don't care about tomorrow or yesterday but uh, a couple of yesterdays ago big t you got a the, the old screenshot life congratulations on that yeah it's been a it's been a good run the last couple of months but like i was telling you pre-show it's been a really good run a couple months but that dk final has been another story i was i was at least probably 25 30k in the negative going and chasing that thing and i finally got my seat so we're in good shape now again you're you're doing tat life wrong. You're you're not supposed to admit when you when you're losing money. I always say the truth. That's why I get so mad when people. I won't say names on here, but some people call me out and like say this, and I get mad when people say I try to scam people. 
<laughs> will, you, will you say Twitter handles or just going to refrain altogether? Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give credit to, to fair enough. Like <laughs> yeah. Was, did, were you, uh, was there any stakes uh, out there tonight? The old, that night, the, the old state kings? No, I, I haven't been putting it up there too much, but I got some up tonight. Is that a thing? But could people stake you when you go for uh, for cues, or is that? I not- put a few up. I don't like. I don't do it a ton, just because it gets a little more complicated. Where mm-hmm. some people, you, you can like Brandon Adams will put it up there, and he'll just pay it out and not give the final. But when I put it up, I just say you'll get that piece of the final. But I've done it a few. I, I don't do it every time because it's a little more complicated. Pay a percentage of the equity, basically. Yeah, basically. like if you bought ten percent, you would just get ten percent of the final, which is is fun if if someone got it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's a – well, good luck on that. I guess – where is it at this year? Chicago. We get to take batting practice at Wrigley. Oh, wow. I've never been to Wrigley. I've been to, like, 15 ballparks, never Wrigley. Have you been there just yet or no? Should be fun. I've been there, yeah. I haven't obviously done anything on the field, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad I got that seat because I was starting to sweat. Good luck. That'll be good times for sure. Of course, NFL right around the corner, T. Uh, you're aware of this. You know, we had the Discord channels, obviously. I was in there earlier today, or I was in the baseball one earlier today. A lot of our experts are, are, are jumping in there throughout the day, in and out. Uh, I do want to give some love to the NFL Discord, especially. I know you play all the funky slates. You don't, you, you're no days off. You're, you're for sure going to play uh, NFL preseason, I presume. I'm mean, not to make any assumptions, but I imagine you'll be all over that. Yeah, I don't, I don't take days off. If I take days off, it's still playing something or other preseason yeah. edge is massive have we talked about this yet on the show but last week for that well it was just a single game slate but 35 percent of the rosters i think they said had a guy that didn't even play in the game how is that i mean i understand how it's possible but still like there is the internet and there's beat reporters and you should i, I just don't know how that how do you not play preseason if i tell you 35 percent of the people are going to roster a zero yeah, I'm gonna not play. a zero, but a guy that literally can't get above zero. He's not dressed. Like he has no. Yeah. There's there's no outs. There's no chance he can get on the field. Um, yeah, and, and of course, Jimino and his team had that up as far as uh, preseason football, and there's gonna be content as the week. Progresses. I was gonna say that too. Like I literally know nothing. Like I don't follow the preseason news at all. I just go in there and read the content and use my decisions based on that. Yeah, I'm the same way, and I did it last year too. And it's not just Jamino; it's like the members, the Roto Runners members, and they're they're all kind of sharing ideas as well, and they're all pulling stuff from different sources and like combining it together. So uh, it, it's something that I will definitely be jumping in. And I'm not going to watch the games. I'm not watching preseason football. There's no chance of watching that. Uh, and I I heard it was a disaster the first game. I don't. Did you catch any of that by chance? I literally watched like probably ten snaps just because it was on like during a commercial or something else or something. Yeah, I, I, I just have no interest in it. But, like, if you can make money in it, and, like, we talk about it all the time, the edges You don't have, have to watch it to make the money, though. <laughs> yeah, the edges have definitely shrunk over the years. And if we're talking about 30% of guys are going to be, like, rosters that aren't even be playing, okay, I'll play. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read the RG content. I'll see what Jamino has to say. I'll jump in the Discord channel. I'll build some lineups, and we'll see what happens. But uh, Like, Thursday's an 11-game slate. Like, the edge is going to be very large, I would think. Yeah. Um, like tonight we're going to play baseball and like what 0.1% of guys when like are going to be rostered that aren't actually like going to be playing. So big difference between 0.1% and like 30%. Uh, as far as tonight, we're going to talk about the slate in just a second, obviously, but just, uh, we do want to give the shout outs. If you're rocking the RG badge, I screwed up. I'm a terrible host by bad. I did not get the shout outs last week on Friday. So we got a couple of carryovers. Of course, if you guys are wearing the, uh, the rotor runners badge, Devin will drop the information for you guys. 
if you finish in the top 10 of a designated contest, contests that are big enough around the industry, you get yourself one month of Rotor Grinders Premium. One thing that's involved in premium, of course, is you get premium access to the Discord channel, Lineup HQ, Chief Music, Expert Rankings, uh, The Crunch Time, Ross Weather, Ownership Percentage, Premium Podcast, Expert Survey, which you partake in from time to time, Slate IQ, uh, much, much more. I'm sure I slided something, but let's give the shout-outs to uh, Boo Lou. Shout-out to Boo Lou. Uh, that was like, how many O's does that sound like? Four or five? Hopefully, yeah, like more than that, like eight or nine. All right, so I, I, get, I put too much emphasis on the boo. But uh, shout-out, Bulu, Bulu, uh, Michael, 203RG, GameTime89, and Solanke1224. All right, uh, let's dive in as far as tonight's late 12 gamer. Uh, Fantasy Draft, DK, they're not counting that uh, Marlins game. They're currently playing the first half of a doubleheader right now. That game is in play on Yahoo and Fandle for what it's worth. And it's just sort of asking for some goofy, like, if that, I don't think game's going long or not. Probably not because the Grom's pitching, and I imagine he's mowing the Marlins down. Um, screenshot as far as the slate tonight, uh, T, because I think it's pretty clear and obvious who the top pitchers are. And I think it's pretty clear and obvious who the top offenses are. What do you do with that? Yeah, you just have to decide what direction, like always. I mean, I would have never play all chalk. So if you like sort of the chalkier pitchers, then go that direction. If not, kind of play the offenses and vice versa. I mean, I do like tonight. I like these these slates that aren't full. I mean, I like the six gamers too, but 12 games is, feels a lot different than 15 for some reason. Even just the three games makes a big difference. Yeah, I don't like the 15 gamers, man. But, but we have a man going in the chat. He's got a question for us. This is important. What would you rather do? Would you rather watch, watch a preseason football game or spend all night long and stay at the Silver Sevens Casino in Vegas, where Mangoon uh, stayed his very first time in Vegas. He I mean, stayed at the Silver Sevens. Why would he stay at the Silver Sevens? I mean, I just don't get I still don't get it. It's like it's like 60 bucks to stay like, at, like, I don't know, the Excalibur. Is that big of a nit? Like, he's got to stay at the Silver? Come on, Mangoon. It's not that much more expensive this time. Oh, no, just gamble a little bit, and they give you a room. Like, if you play friggin' anything, they give you a room in Vegas. Yeah, you got to know how to work the system. I was, that's so weird that you say that because I was watching, well, it's Hard Eight. I don't know if you've ever seen Hard Eight before. It's an older movie. I've seen I've seen that, but not the movie. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. What just happened in this show? Um, all right. Uh, seamless segue as far as tonight's slate. So, T, we got three big pitchers, uh, pitchers at the top as far as Gilito, Morton, uh, Castillo from a K perspective. When you factor in their uh, their matchups, it looks like Morton has the most appealing a matchup amongst, amongst the – well, probably Giolito, but I just trust Morton more. Uh, but Giolito's great for tournaments, a little bit more expensive than Morton as well. And there's Castillo against the Angels, who, sure, they're losing their DH, and sure, they're jumping into the National League. Well, that's kind of the same thing. It's sort of redundant. But also, Andleton Simmons is not going to play. He's in the DL. So they become a little bit more K-vulnerable than they have been uh, throughout the season. I don't believe their lineup is out just yet. But, like, if Feist grabs that spot, who was, like, I think he's projected to be in the lineup to take the place of Simmons, more Ks are to be had as far as Castillo. I know you're a Castillo guy. That's your team, Cincinnati. Um, maybe it's just as simple as rolling out Castillo in tournaments instead of Morton and Gilito. And then just, you know, why, he could beat those two pretty – it definitely could happen. I don't want to say easily, but for sure it's in play. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely like Castillo more than Gilito. And uh... – 
I don't know, like Martin, I, I kind of like Morton too. I mean, I, I like Morton and Castillo probably more than I should in these matchups because they're not projected all that great. But, I mean, like the Angels, like you said, they come over to the National League. The pitcher's got a hit. The lineup kind of sucks. I mean, the lineup, besides Trout. Well, Noah Tani also. Yeah, like the lineups is just really bad. I mean, so, like, what do we got for a – let me pull it up. What, what do we got for a team K rate here? All right, it, it's out, and that that's kind of what I expected. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, in a small sample, Thice is striking at a ton, 35.4% against righties. And, again, Andleton Simmons, not a great stick, but he always makes contact. He's in the DL. Uh, they also have Walsh cracking the lineup, who's at 39% in a small sample collectively. Yeah. 20.2%. Sure, Fletcher makes contact as as does Trout and Smith, but there are some Ks to be had here in Castillo. Smith is going to strike out plenty, too. Like, his sample's not overly – I don't believe he's not going to strike out when I see his number. Let me stretch that out to the last two years. I'm on the plate IQ. I have, a what, the 76 at-bats as far as this season. Let's get a bigger sample as far as the last two years for Smith. Uh, and it's actually at 12.4%. It goes down. And I still like that's crazy to me. Like either way, I mean, he's that surprised not, me. Yeah, I mean, besides Fletcher and Trout, like I just it just doesn't scare me. It, yeah, for the last two seasons, the sample is twenty four point three percent for what it's worth. So there are cases this lineup. It's just yeah. okay. Maybe it's not Smith. Maybe it's not Fletcher. Maybe it's not Trout. But uh, Upton's another guy who's like you know a little bit long in the tooth these days. He he's good for a couple of cases on the right side. Oh, yeah. Every time, man, he's going to get just mowed tonight. Yeah, I I mean, I, I love the idea of playing Castillo in tournaments. But like, let me ask you this. Are you considering double barreling? Because I think you can make a pretty good line of double barreling. And of course, we'll talk about the rest of the pitchers, obviously. But it falls off the table really fast uh, as far as SB2s if you're not getting like two of the top three here. Uh, of course, some of these guys are going to get there. It's hard to sort of project who they are. Uh, what, what's your thought on that? Because it's something I will def- it's a route I'll definitely make. Of course, I'll go different routes, but I'm for sure going to have a lineup or two with uh, two of Gilito, Morton, and Castillo. Yeah, I don't – I'm that guy always with you, but, man, it, it's hard tonight with some of the bigger offensive spots. I don't I don't think I can do it. There, there's a few – I know it's ugly, but a few of these guys are so cheap that I just think it's tough to double barrel tonight. I'll give you a couple of hitters that kind of sort of make it work, and we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it. I'm stacking. I'm not doing your little rosters where you play 19 different guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll have many stacks here and there for sure. But uh, I'm yeah, not I mean, playing two, 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 two like you. Well, you know, <laughs> there's there's different ways to, to get there. But, hey, you can point to the scoreboard and just show, hey, look, I, I'm with the, the live final and you're not. So there you go. I mean, if you win non-stacking, I give it to you. How about the? Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure cheese is taking down some tournaments. Not yeah, saying. cheese. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying I'm cheese. Yeah, I mean, cheese is the best. Sure. I mean, I'll give him credit. I still would never do it myself, but he's better than me. So, what about Gilito versus Morton? I like Morton more. Just I don't know. I, I don't trust Gilito. Like I tried to get on board. I know Detroit is just <laughs> maybe the worst. I mean, is there a worse team right now than Detroit? Detroit and Seattle, I mean, just embarrassing, but they lost Castellanos, like you know, their best hitter. It's it's that lineup is dreadful. That's why you should like Giolito. I, I don't know. I just feel uneasy about him. He just hasn't looked that good. And I mean, it's tough for me to pay this price. The part that scares me the most, I guess, is he's only projected for 18 fantasy points, which I know you're not supposed to live and die by projections, but 
I say this all the time. Like, if a projection looks way too high, I tend to play them a ton. And if it looks way too low for me, I kind of just fade it. I, I don't know. I, I Are trust you on the, the bat right now? I'm assuming that's that you're looking at, or so what? Yeah, I'm always on the bat. I, I use the bat for baseball for sure. What are like the the 80 percentile, the 90 percentile, you know, ceiling projections though? Because I bet he's got a ceiling projection in the 30s. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, so it just kind of, of course, an average. I guess 18 is kind of sort of somewhat fair, and obviously there's a ton of K's there. You know, uh, it's funny. I, I had the last two seasons data for for Giolito and his K rate for the last two years, 21.6 percent. Obviously not great. This year, 30, 30% if you just throw out last year. Uh, and as far as the case, this Detroit lineup, they're not very good. They strike out. No, they're so bad is the thing. Like, they are so bad. 25.9% collectively striking out. And there's case the top two, uh, you know, with, with, Jacques, with, with Jones and Goodrum and Dixon, Castro. Uh, Dimitri is, you know, we have a small sample on him. You're going to talk me into Giolito in a hurry here. Like, they are bad. Woo, they're bad. They're, they're terrible, man. And the thing with Morton, Charlie Morton, is like he almost always gets pulled when he's in the, in the 90s as far as his pitches. He doesn't really go particularly deep. Um, and Toronto just keeps – I know the park sucks, and that's kind of why I like him, but Toronto keeps raking. <laughs> they just keep raking. Well, I mean, they got the hit in Baltimore, so, like, you know, to be fair. Like I mean, way before that, though, they have been raking. I bet if you looked at just runs the last month or so, they got to be towards the top. Well, they also brought up all their good players. Yeah, I mean, which is why, yeah, I mean, you're, you're proving my point. That's yeah, why. It's a tougher lineup. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Gritchick and Fisher and McGuire at the bottom, plenty of Ks there. Biggio in a small sample has struck out a good bit, too. Uh, Bichette's been really solid. Um, by the way, so you know how we talk about the stuff for premium, and I'm not here to call out Noto or anything, but <laughs> I guess Noto's just too young to know. Uh, I guess Noto doesn't know who Dante Bichette is, his father. Because yeah, I heard him, I heard him pronounce that name. I, yeah, come on, Noto. He's, I guess I just felt old. I'm like, how does he not know who Dante Bichette is? Uh, he called him Bichetti, and I'm like. Yeah, I heard him pronounce it too. It wasn't good. He said <laughs> something about I got to learn how to pronounce it or something. <laughs> That's one more thing for premium, by the way. Right, right before the kind of like the bridge between us and crunch time, you get Noto basically breaking down his synopsis of the slate in the next ten minutes, in like ten minutes or so. It's pretty precise. But when he says he said machete, and I'm like, oh no. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't his finest moment. I don't know. Even Blender was like, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, that, that night I won that cue. Freaking Blender passed me at the end of the night and rat robbed it in on me in one of the small tournaments. Well, that, that, that'll show you for making fun of how he pronounces Zach Davies. He told me, too. He let me know. Um, all right. From a cash game perspective, I think that, you know, it's kind of sort of pinching pennies, but I, I'll take Morton over Giolito. Just I think he's more consistent. He's been, you know, much better at home, which makes sense in that ballpark, too, uh, protected by how cavernous it is. And yes, that's Toronto, but Carolina has improved, but I still think the skill set for Morton has been awesome. Uh, lefties, righties, doesn't matter. He's been awesome across the board. Striking a little bit more lefties than he has righties this season, 32%. And, you know, there's a fair bit of lefties in this lineup, too, with Biggio, Smoke, Gallus, Fisher, and McGuire. But now this, now's the part where I've been kind of, like, delaying. It's like, okay, um, you know, weather right now, at least last we saw, it's expected to be a, you know, a, a win game in Wrigley for what it's worth as far as Hendricks. Soraka is a really good pitcher, a much better real life pitcher than he is DFS pitcher. He gives a very few fly balls. He gives a very few homers, but I'm not going to pick on him. Uh, you know, I'm just going to pass, uh, you know, because that Minnesota team is so daunting. Nelly Cruz might just bang out three more homers. Tanaka has been a disaster. 
He is facing Baltimore. Maybe he improves. samarja has been good of late. Uh, the Hound, Bassett's been okay. But, like, again, I don't want to roster a pitcher in that win, that win game. Odorizzi against a, a pretty solid Atlanta team that's, you know, Odorizzi's due for some negative regression as far as that home in the fly ball rate. He's been lucky. I think his home in the fly ball rate in the season is less than 11%. I don't like any of these guys, man. They all have warts. Uh, anybody that I threw out there kind of intrigue you? I mean, it, I have a really hard time playing this range. I mean, it, it's kind of the way the year's gone, though. Like, I feel like I either play two studs or stud in a scrub or two scrubs sometimes even. So, I don't know. I don't really live in this nine, like 10K down to 8K. I think I hardly ever play anyone in that range. Tonight, I don't see anyone. I, I don't see a single guy I could even consider, really. Like, not even, not even one I'd even put in my player pool. So, I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued by Turnbull, but, like, he's only, he only threw 60 pitches in his, in his minor league start, which he was awesome in, but he did not finish the fourth inning. It was, like, three and two-thirds, seven strikeouts, one hit, and, like, they had him on a very strict pitch count because, like, why are they pulling him out with two outs? You know, I assume at worst one guy was on. Uh, you know, and traditionally they say, what, you jump of, like, 15 pitches or so, so I was thinking 75. But before we went on air, I saw the projection was about 70 or so. I saw a note that on Twitter, and, you know, I think he should be good against a terrible White Sox team. By the way, you see who's been in cleanup of the White Sox today in 2019? It's John Jay. He's been living in the middle of that lineup. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Um, oh, the yeah. White Sox are so terrible. Like, if they face a lefty, you can play a few of these guys. But against a righty, I just don't think you can play a single guy. Like, it's just a disaster. Um, so, I think the guy that people are going to play – they're going to hold their nose and they're going to play Rick Porcello as their SP2 because he's just priced way down. Uh, if he survives five innings, he should grab the W, which those four points are crucial. Uh, the Royals, of course, without, you know, modesty in that lineup looks really, really, really weak, especially the back end of it. And he's been unlucky if you want to make that justification. You know, he's been really, really bad, but you can argue it, it probably the old unlucky, my favorite argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Oh, boy. I, I, we won't go on a Jason Vargas tangent just yet. I mean, it's oh. <laughs> so Porcello, he's going to be. I think he's going to be the chalky SP two, is he not? The guy's given up six three six four six six five, and he's been unlucky. Like he gives if you give up six every game, I got news for you, you're not unlucky. You're bad. Well, no, because he's not walking, guys. The BABIP is like around four hundred or something of late. It's been silly. Uh, and he's also fast. You give up six runs every game. I got news for you. I'm going to repeat it. I got news for you. You are not unlucky. You're just bad. Okay. See, so you're saying you're not you're not playing Purcell tonight. I, well, that's where it gets tricky. I was just making fun <laughs> of the lucky thing. But that being said, like, I just don't like any of the pitching. So, correct. You have to play someone. Like, if you told me right now he, I could get 10 points with two cheap pitchers, I would just run. Like, I would take that so fast. Sure. If you told me 10 I can't from Porcello, like, I don't know if we can get 10 from Porcello, though. I'm looking at the ownership projections on lineup HQ. Of course, they're always fluid. They're always changing. They're getting more and precise, more precise up the lock. As of right now, Morton's the highest projection. And we talk about the SP2. Porcello's the second highest projected pitcher, along with Aaron Savali, uh, you know, making a, a rookie start there versus Texas. He's looked pretty good. Porcello's going to be way higher than 24. 
I think he'll be higher than Savali just because he's an, if nothing else, it's a name people recognize. Now you might recognize him for the wrong things. This is the guy that's been getting smashed and his face punched in the last month, but you know, uh, he's kind of sort of cheap. Uh, Pitching people, is so bad tonight. Minor, you know, is just I can't get the minors. I can't justify him. Cleveland's a tough one. Cleveland line. might be my favorite stack of the night. I thought it would be Cincinnati. It's not Cincinnati. I do. I love Cincinnati too, but Cleveland, I might like Cle- Cleveland's lineup against lefties right now. Oh boy. Pretty nasty. Is Leplo batting ninth? Is that how, that's how strong. Oh, he's, is, he's right? batting sixth. Oh, they moved him up. Oh. Yeah. Fran, oh, Fran Reyes is batting eighth. That's yeah. Strange. It's like, that's Christmas to me. If you can get me Reyes in the eight hole against a lefty, like sign me up. I love Fran Mill, but the, oh man. I don't want him buried me, but at least it's not oh, a picture. Here we go. I don't want him. Every time I win a tournament, it's with these guys down here. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's those what are the guys. That... So you're going to say you can get five, four at bats instead of five. Like all it takes is one at bat. Well, yeah, but I want to accumulate more at bats. So in theory, you know, I... that's your cash mine, though. You need to think more tournament wise. The ownership's more important than the one at bat. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it's all, it's a lot to, a lot to consider. Uh, but like if Cleveland wins this game like four to one at home or something like that, and they lose their oh, you're not going to win anyways then. Yeah, well, I'm just I'm just thinking about Ray. It's kind of like a one off, I suppose. But like he, I, he might only. Like, I would never, for the record too. I would hardly ever play eight hole as a one off. Yeah, like, that's more of a stack move. Makes sense. Um, so what do we think of this trash here? Uh, Velasquez has been better. You know he. He, he, the other night, he threw like the guy out from left field. Jet that was that. awesome. For the record, he threw out two guys. I, yeah, he, for sure. I watched both of them. That, that was, I think that was the night I had the sweat. So I was really sweating that game. And he, he gunned those two guys. Like, gunned oh. them. Off the uh, – Quinn was on the mound. <laughs> that was a wild game, man. <laughs> weird baseball. And then Velasquez threw one guy out at home. The second guy, I believe, was either a Bray who hit and somebody coming yeah. in. I thought that dude was out, and I had a Braves. So I was like, I'll take. He this. looked out for sure. I agree with you. But like the, the umpires wanted to go home. Like, yeah, screw it. Let's just get out of here. And they were. Th- I mean, they were. Yeah, they were throwing a freaking position player in the fifteenth inning. Like, they're like, let's get this over with. I'm seeing JD Martinez is scratched uh, according to Blender in the chat. So that's a that hurts that lineup a lot, actually. That that's a big deal. Um, who's going to play deal. now? That was the only reason I – I mean, that's a that's a big pop in the Boston lineup versus lefty. Yeah, who's there? I guess Katie's probably DH, right? So it could be anybody. That'll yeah, be – I mean, I, they haven't put nothing out yet, obviously. Could it be Moreland, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that's obviously going to change. It's going to shuffle ownership, too. There because... it is. Uh, it's San, Sandy Leon. Sandy Leon is the DH tonight. For the well, I don't, he might, he's probably catching it. Vasquez and Leon are both in there, so I don't. I'm sure Vasquez is DHing. Yeah, maybe that's what's going down there. Uh, yes, one of those guys Vasquez is, gonna... is in the four hole now, though. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, all right, and they have a seven. How do you have a seven total with like Sandy Leon in the lineup? How does oh, that go to, it'll go down a little for sure. Got to go down. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to go down like a run or something, but it'll go down. I bet it goes below seven. Well, you, you have a take on any of these rookies here? You know, uh, you know, Waggis back, I guess, against Tampa. I'm not terribly interested. Who in are you on with the one day that was talking this bum up? It had to be Grant. Well, yeah, and I, I was I was on the side of like we're not rostering Waggis back. <laughs> yeah, we it's we bonus. can't all, we can't do that. 
<laughs> to be fair, he actually he posted on Twitter. He played like sixty percent Waggis. <laughs> he closed oh, that I, last time. When no. he says it, I believe him. He always plays the guys he says for sure. Yeah, uh, he he definitely backed it up. Can we throw any pitcher in San Francisco because Eric Fe- uh, Fetty's really cheap, but like he's terrible. Uh, you're, I'm getting grosser and grosser the more we talk about these pitchers. Like, so I, I already made fun of Porcello and Fetty. Obviously, is the second best point per dollar pitcher. Uh huh. And like any other slate, he's just so awful. I mean, he's so awful, but he gets a good park and he's free. So. Yeah, I mean, there's a value to that roster spot, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I mean, God, he's bad. I really don't think anything. I don't think you can lose it, pitcher tonight, unless you get one of those negative ones. Any interest in Tanaka, or just he's broken? I'm not playing Tanaka, but I can see why people would. What about Samarja? He's been good of late. Yeah, Samarja's look nice, and you get that same ballpark, so. Like with pitching, if pitching is really ugly like it is tonight, one of the things I like to do is take the good ballparks for pitching. And it's like 60 degrees in San Francisco, which this time of year is like a friggin' what do we used to call it? The what was it? The Arctic layer or what was it called? The marine layer? The marine layer, like 60 degrees in San Fran. We might have a little marine layer effect. So <laughs> I, I could see myself making a lot of teams with Shark and Fetty, like and just play both pitchers in that game. Kind of hope that nobody really goes crazy at pitcher, and then you got these two late pitchers to bring it home for you. Summarize pitching. I know it's gross, but get, we got to move on and start talking about some hitters. But what's what's your summary as far as arms today? So for me, it's either going to be one of those top three. It's probably going to be one of those top three guys, and then just roll the dice on one of these crappy guys. But <laughs> like I said, I don't mind the shark fatty move. What's the deal with this Dodgers guy? He's not going to pitch long enough. He's just got no pitch count. Uh, he has like 12 starts in the minors for like, uh, or you know, 12 starts or appearances for like a total of like 40 innings or so. Uh, I don't believe he's stretched out. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's not even cheap. Like he should be 4k or something. And then maybe we could think about it, but I, I can't, yeah, the, I, I can't do it. I don't think he's worth a shot. And, you know, we talked about the, um, you know, Turnbull and he might only throw 70 pitches, but 70 pitches might be good. I like Turnbull for the record too. I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I forgot. I wanted to mention him when you were talking about him earlier, but ah, this, this White Sox lineup is so terrible uh-huh. that I, that's another combo. I mean, I could see playing the Giants combo, like I said, Samarja and Fetty, but I can see playing Giolito and Turnbull. No one's going to play that combo. And you got maybe the two worst offenses <laughs> in baseball. And the Marlins are still in baseball. God, the Marlins, man. Whew. <laughs> they were projected like two and a half runs tonight. Well, the first game probably against the Grom, not not, not yeah, the night game. That's what I meant. The first game, yeah. Yeah, they they called up they called back up Renton and they called up uh, the other guy that was in that deal too. I can't remember his name for whatever reason. Diaz, maybe. We have the store of dart, but uh, so their lineup did get better in theory for what it's worth. Um, maybe some more K's there too. Um, yeah, and do we have an official stand on Porcello? I know we don't want to roster him, but. <laughs> I'll have some. I mean, I will definitely have some, but I will not be happy about it either. Another guy I could see myself playing that is really gross, like super gross, is this Baltimore cat that is only 4K, and the Yankees lineup sucks. So it's more of a price play. Again, obviously I don't like him, but he's just so cheap that if he gets me anywhere close to 10, I'm thrilled. Can you know what pitched three innings? Uh, three innings could be good at 4K. 
I don't even I don't know if he can pitch three innings. It's kind of oh, my he question. He can go three innings easy. I guess he can go three. He yeah. pitched in the second for what it's worth. Two innings in the second. Yeah. The two innings in the thirtieth. So it's you know. just a more of a just pitching's gross. Save as much as you can type play. Uh, yeah, I'm just now I'm you're gonna make me play him even more because you just made fun of it and you gave the Ugh. yeah. I, I just there's no chance I play him. We got a Lyle's revenge game in Pittsburgh. <laughs> First blood. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I mean. Uh, Savali's a little interesting because as my numbers suggest, he can actually be decent, uh, at least from a K perspective. And I don't think he had a lot of walks either. So, and, you know, Texas against lefties does strike out a good bit. I think he's kind of interesting, especially as a direct pivot, um, you know, off of Turnbull, off of Porcello, basically. All right, we got to talk about some hitters. Before we dive in and break it down to position by position, give me your favorite stack, maybe a, a core player too. Who are you looking at as far as like tonight? Yeah, so I like the Indians a lot. Obviously, the Yankees and, and and Boston already went below seven runs. By the way, the implied it's down yeah. to like six seven that quick. But I mean, Boston and the Yankees were going to be super chalky. They probably still should be. And I I kind of like Cleveland and Cincinnati though, and Milwaukee a little bit. Those are kind of my three. Cincy and Cleveland are for sure my two favorites. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned Milwaukee. This guy I just became aware of the last couple of days or so that, that the call from the majors, like he's a former first-rounder, he's got some pedigree in Trent Grisham. And, you know, I'm talking about the idea of double-barreling with some arms. And, again, it's not the great projection you want from your big arms, but it's possible the two top guys can combine for like 60 or so. Um, yeah. you know, Trent Grisham. And tonight, I mean, just to follow up on your point, though, like, Tonight, first of all, I'm always on on board with you for the two studs. Like, that's one thing we for sure agree on. Tonight could be even more, though. Like, if you somehow get a ceiling game from both of those guys, you're going to have such a leg up on the field because a lot of these scrub guys are going to bust big time. Yeah, and, of course, the hit of J.D. Martinez. And we'll talk about the, the win game in Wrigley. I guess that can go nuts in theory, I suppose. But, you know, it's not like this great slate for hitting. Soraka is a pretty good pitcher, of course, who wants to pick on Minnesota. But it's it feels like one of those nights where Minnesota's probably not going to hit seven home runs. They may. Uh, they've started to heat back up, though. <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple West Coast games out there in San Fran. It's the Dodgers as well. But Michael Walker is so terrible. He's awful. All good luck of- playing with that. That's one guy for sure that you can't play against a home run team. Against a team. Anybody. Especially all these lefties from the Dodgers. Oh, man, it's going to get ugly. So, uh, Grisham leading off there versus uh, Agrizel, who's been an absolute disaster. His K rate's like 11%. His swinging strike rate's like 5 or 6%. Uh, he's been, we talk about guys that have impending doom. You know, I always talk about that with like Yamamoto and just the numbers. Uh, what about Vargas? Have you been talking about him? He's not. Yes, Vargas is one of those guys, too. Agrizel has a. I can't wait till one time when he gets bombed and you get in there and take your victory lap. Like I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it either. Trust me. (laughs) It's gonna like fifteen starts in. You're finally gonna get a victory lap. I was hoping it was the other day. I built the same tweet on it for like you know. uh, (laughs) You got the scheduled tweet ready. (laughs) I keep. I got a locked and loaded. So Agrizel's got a two thirty batting average on balls in play, eighty seven percent left on base percentage. Uh, it's just ridiculously lucky, uh, not striking anybody out, not missing any bats, less than 6% swinging strike rate. And that's why he's got a Sierra of 5'8", an XFIP of 6'20", and an ERA of 3.65. Maybe tonight is the night where uh, a correction comes into play, impending doom, 
he should get absolutely shellacked. And Grisham uh, in the minors this year, 24 homers, jack in the back, potentials to 12 steals as well when you combine double-A uh, and triple-A, and he's super, super cheap. Uh, decent shot at those five ABs. He's one of the ways to kind of make that work. All right, let's uh, jump the catcher and sticking with the Brewers. Yasmani Grandal is the clear top play in the slate, not even a conversation as far as catchers. But, you know, uh, a lot of times you just want to get in and then get out as cheap as possible. Is this a spot where we spend up? And it's not even that big of a spend up. It's actually a pretty reasonable price for getting his position. Where are you at as far as Yasmani and other catchers? Yeah, if you're not using two expensive pitchers like we talked about, I love Grandall. If you kind of go up to two studs, it's tougher to do. And there's you can always find cheap catchers, though. So just depends on your roster construction. But like you said, Grandall is clearly the top play in the two-hole against a bad pitcher. I don't love the park, obviously, but Milwaukee should pound this guy tonight. So Grandall's clearly the top. But after him, you got all these cheap guys. I mean, you can always play Mathis for the stone man. Herman, the guy I love is the Hermanator at two at two nine on DK. Is he worthy of a nickname for real? Like, it's, come on, he's not good enough for a nickname, is he? Oh, he's absolutely good enough for a nickname. <laughs> I played that guy so much in the what was it, Seattle, and then Arizona. Oh yeah, I mean, I love the Hermanator. He's gonna hit a bomb tonight. You got Maurice McGuire, which that sounds like a name out of Anchorman or something like that. Reese McGuire. I like him too, by the way. He, he had a bomb yesterday, and he was close to another one. It went foul down the line. Zanino's really cheap against uh, the big wag. I know I'm sure uh, Grant's going to be all over wagons yeah. back tonight. But uh, I, I play Zanino like every day, but I, I like him again, more against the lefty. Uh, yeah. You got the Herminator in that game in Chicago. Have you oh. fired up Ross Weatheredge today? No, but the Herminator is going to hit a bomb. Well, if he is going to hit a bomb ever, he's more likely to hit one tonight than he is basically any other night because at least as of right now, just at the old refresh, is 116 games. Is that, is that a good enough sample size for you? One, 118 games? I mean, it depends on what we're talking about here. The Are weather we talking about the weather sample? So in a 118-game sample of a similar weather in, in oh, 11-degree wind and – 87 degree heat there's the don't forget it don't sleep in the dew point you got to factor that in as what's well the, what's the dew point for tonight at wrigley 64 oh i like 64 degree dew, dew point <laughs> I'm, I'm in now I'm in, 64 i'm in i was if it's 63 dew point i'm out <laughs> it's 64, i'm in <laughs> so uh, we've seen an increase in 118 games previous of homers at a rate of over 40 percent uh, a, a run increase over 22% and ERA increase of over 23%. So if you're a believer in weather edge, there you go. Uh, those win games can be funky for sure as far as Chicago. Anybody else at first that's worth a shout out, worth a mention? Or you want? I'm sorry, catcher. Or do you want to talk about first base? Yeah, I mean, catcher is like always the easiest. Just play play whatever fits with your build, cheaper, grand all off top. So, yeah, first base. All right, what do you have for me? Yeah, so first base, I mean, it's a little more open. You got – obviously, we just talked about the Dodgers. You could play a guy like Muncy, a guy like Jock against Waka. The chat was like Waka's reverse splits. I mean, that's fine, but the Dodgers still mash right-handed pitching in Waka. So, I mean, obviously, he's reverse splits. But, again, we always talk about stuff like that. Like, I worry about that less depending on the team. I mean, if it's a team of power lefties – I don't care about Waka. Also, like, he's not been good against lefties. He's just yeah. been worse for his righties. 
yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, the Dodgers are in a really good spot tonight. So them, and then you got Rizzo. I mean, so the Hound is a, a ground ball pitcher, but you get it up in that wind like Rizzo can, and you got to like him tonight. Yeah, the other side, Olsen's kind of cheap too against Hendricks. I don't really want to pick on Hendricks so much, but Olsen's got a pretty reasonable price as well. Uh, Brandon Belt is crazy cheap, but he's always I'm like be using him. He's so disappointing, isn't he? I, I definitely will not be using Brandon Bell. <laughs> he's really, really cheap, though. He, he's another one of those guys that kind of makes that double barrel work, but then maybe just he does. Use, I mean, if you're going to go super cheap, just play like Aguilar Aguiar. against Waggy. I like Aguilar, too. Uh, Travis versus Montgomery. Uh, you know, I, I thought Moreland might grab that D8 spot. That makes me think that Moreland might become Travis at some point in the game if Montgomery turns into a righty. That's definitely something you got to be aware of, I suppose. Of course, if Boston's Travis is so cheap, too. Like, don't play Brandon Belt when you can play some of these other guys like Travis. Mm, anybody? By the way, Mike Ford's 2K on Fandle. Really? Yeah. He's hitting fifth? He's got some power there for the Yankees against I, Noah. He looked good yesterday to me. I, I like that. The Yankees just do it with mirrors, man. Like, they – these guys, they got up, just never lose. They play guys I've never even heard of, and they just never lose. They lost another, at least one guy. What's his name? Got hurt yesterday. Well, they lost Urshela. Urshela. Yeah. Uh, Urshela, Stanton, Voight, Encarnacion, Goat Sanchez, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, look at this lineup tonight, and they're still going to probably score eight runs like they always do. And you're going to roster your Noah. I mean, that, that's strictly a – yeah, I mean, you already know what, why I said him. I know, Not kidding. because I, I think he's going to go in and mow that team down or something. Second base, keystone position. Second base. Let's see what we got. So, you got Glaybar, obviously, back in the four hole. We just talked about the Yankees. He's been, He was bad yesterday, but he's been heating up a little bit. I really like – Well, he left the game with a groin. Uh, and he was questionable he's going to DH tonight. Yeah, I mean, if he's in there, you, you got to figure he's good to go, though. So, yeah, I, I like him, and I'm looking – if we go with that two-stud approach, I really like Peraza. I always like him just because he gives you stolen base. Being down in the bottom of the lineup, I could see him getting a hit, trying to steal, making something happen towards the bottom. I love playing Peraza in the seven hole for some reason, especially when he's this cheap. He just fits so nice. He's eligible at two positions. I love guys like that. And that Patrick Sandoval does not look good. Uh, the dude, I mean, Tyler Cole's going to go for like an inning or two, whatever it is. But yeah. Sandoval projected to be the guy, the long man, to go the bulk of the innings. Uh, Cincinnati's got a five and a half total. That's why I thought you're going to be on Cincinnati. I agree. Oh, I another, guy, uh, another guy can kind of make things work. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Actually, I know what your thoughts are. You like Aquino too, right? Spoiler alert. Oh, he's – yeah, he's my favorite. Like, I've been all over him all weekend. He hit a bomb the other day. Like, he's going to be my – you won't. You don't have to ask me the rest of the year about him. If he's against a lefty, I'm in. Do you think he sees uh, Cole? Uh, probably sees I probably see Cole. I, I, I mean, Cole sucks anyway, so I, I don't – he'll probably – I mean, he'll see one at bat probably from Cole. That, that I was making lineups uh, before the show uh, on, on Fanduel. Aquino's two K. Uh, <laughs> I'll play that seriously. Like he should be a hundred percent owned. So here, Aquino's two K, Ford is two K, and Grisham's like two two. Like and, I just don't know how you don't start with that. And then you do anything else you want. Have a good time. And you play a you play a top Fanduel. In, in some ways, I like Fanduel way better because I always just do that. Like I just play the good pitcher, 
and then you play the cheap guys and then your favorite stack. Like I, that's just how I build on Fandle every single day. Yeah, I mean the price on Aquino is bumped up on DK. It's bumped up on Face Draft. He's still he's three six though. Like how do you not play that? <laughs> like I just have to play. I have to play that. Still plenty of upside, obviously. Uh, lock button. Like I got hundred and fifty. Like uh, he's probably going to be lock button. Oh wow! <laughs> I just I don't know how you fade that at that price. Uh, Lemayhu is super expensive, but he's you know on the road leading off versus Baltimore in that terrible bullpen there. So uh, I'm okay overspending on him in tournaments. No issue. With oh. You're okay with spending on LeMayu. He's not <laughs> overpriced anymore. <laughs> I still think he's overachieving. Oh, he's definitely been great this year. He's better better than I expected. I, I was I was wrong if I had a projection. Oh, that was that sounded so good in my ears. Oh, and uh, I don't mind that Muncie's left-handed. I'm okay with Muncie against Waka. Waka is a disaster. You're uh, not worried about the reverse splits that the no. chat was telling me about? Don't care. Also, Scooter Gannett uh, is crazy cheap against Fetty. Are we ever going to pronounce his name right, uh, Blender? <laughs> it's Scooter Jeanette? Yes. Are we sure it's not Gannett? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> We're running behind on time. Give me the hot corner. Give me third base. Third base. Obviously, depends on what you think about the win game, but if you like the win game, Bryant, I'd rather just play Suarez, though. I mean, yeah, Suarez is going to face Cole in the first, obviously. I mean, more yeah. than likely he's going to face Cole. But after that, he's going to get a terrible lefty for at least one or two at-bats. Uh, Suarez is just the man anyways. Anytime I get a good matchup with Suarez, I'm going to play him. It's so hot in Cincy today. I mean, I, I'm still sweating from being outside with the kids. So <laughs> I, Suarez, is, Suarez is definitely my favorite play at third. What about Moose versus Azrael, though, in Pittsburgh? I like him, but for some reason, I find myself getting off him in my Milwaukee stacks. Just I, I kind of like how Suarez kind of fills in that spot. That's one of the things I like to do in baseball is on a chalk stack like that, come off a guy like Moustakis and play Suarez because no one that gets you unique just by doing that for the most part. Uh, Matt Carpenter expected back tonight for what it's worth. Uh, he's been terrible. He's been terrible in his minor league starts. If, that, if that's something you care about, I was looking at his minor league numbers. I like that care though. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's why I say like for what it's worth. Like I don't. Maybe he's just kind of like working and getting his swing back. It's like spring training essentially, right? They don't care about spring training. He's a bet. But and also Evan Longoria expected back tonight as well. Both expected to make an appearance. And if you're a believer in the reverse splits for Waka, the old leprechaun Justin Turner should crack that three spot for the Dodgers. Don't sleep on him. Of course, you were making Boston stacks. Uh, Raphael Devers, uh, you know, lefty on lefty against Montgomery, don't care. Definitely include him in your stacks. Jump to shortstop. What do you have for me? Shortstop. We got, again, I, I kind of had Peraza in my notes because he's eligible at, at shortstop too. Iglesias, again, you, you talked about me liking the Reds. I definitely like all these cheaper Reds. I mean, you got Peraza cheap, Iglesias cheap, Barnhart cheap. We didn't talk about Barnhart at catcher, but I love Barnhart as a cheap catcher. and. So then you go up top, you got Glaybar again, you got Didi, you got Javi Baez in the win game. But for me, I find myself going cheaper. I, I like these Reds guys here. You got Lindor, too, you could play. I love Lindor. Yeah, I love him, too. I don't know what to do with him. but uh, so he had a dong every single time you play him, like when I do? I play him often, and he almost – it feels like he does well for me almost always. I rarely – like, he never doesn't get there. I love Lindor. Uh, and if he doesn't bang one out, he's going to swipe a bag. As, you know, do Every time, literally every time. Like he gets, it feels like he gets double digits every single time you play him. 
you know, Gregorius kind of priced up these days, but for sure I'm in in tournaments. Torres as well, a little bit expensive, but, you know, obviously those Yankee stacks are worth a look, even though that lineup is watered down. It's, it is Baltimore. It is, you know, a really, really rough, it's a bullpen game essentially for Baltimore, which is uh, a recipe for disaster potentially. Uh, jump into the outfield where, speaking of the Yankees, uh, I know you're a big hot cold guy, and that was, is Aaron Judge hot now, or what, what is he? Is he just that's when you take note like I was making fun of him all last week he hits a bomb hits a double I think yesterday now's when you start jumping back on the wagon I wouldn't play him as a one-off or anything but obviously if I'm playing the Yankees he's going to be in it and this is where you can play the Cubs I think the most you got three cheap Cubs Castellanos Schwarber Hayward all in the wind all cheap and then obviously Aquino I talked about Grisham you talked about there's a million ways you can go in the outfield always. Yeah, I'm trying to see, you know, how to make things work. By the way, Yelich, let's not sleep on Yelich. I don't know if you yeah. mentioned him or not. We're talking about, you know, all these Milwaukee guys. Uh, Absolutely. Know. I mean, Yelich has to be the top overall play almost. I'm not going to play Trout tonight. I hope I don't regret it, but I'm not going to play him. I mean, you could always play him, just he's Trout, but. Yeah. Definitely. A, it's definitely one of the tougher spots. He'll probably hit a bomb, though. Yeah, he, he always does. Uh, you got Puig, Leplo, Reyes, Mercado. R- rank the Cleveland outfielders. I would rank. Ugh. I think I'd rank, as crazy as it sounds, I think I'd rank Puig last. Yeah? You're factoring ownership and all that good stuff, right? Factoring everything in, yeah. Like, everything in. If I was, that's just me. If I'm stacking Cleveland, I think it'd be, I think I'd play Leplo and Reyes first and then one of the other two with them, depending on who I play. Are you still sort of figuring it out? Do you have like an official stand, what you're doing with Wrigley? It's, you know, 10 and a half total in that game. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not jumping off the board. We've seen Wrigley games as far as wind at like 12 or 13 in years past. So maybe yeah. I'm overreacting. I don't, I don't like it just as far as – I think I like the other spots better, but I'll definitely have – like I got six teams again tonight on the big stuff, and I'll definitely have at least one stack just just because. But I don't I don't love it. Yeah, I mean, I think there'll be a couple of homers. And maybe I'll just try to pick a couple, a couple of homers out or something like that. You know, Castellanos is yeah. pretty cheap. Schwarber, uh, pretty cheap as well. Obviously, kind of uh, is banged out. Uh, banged out some uh, righties pretty good this year for what it's worth. There are some cheap prices. We'll, we'll give you that. You could, There's so that's one of the advantages. We could almost build a, a team. I bet we could. I haven't played with it, but with two stud pitchers. Yes, you could stack Wrigley with two stud pitchers today. I think you can make that work. I like that a lot. I think if you're playing Wrigley, don't play it as a plus one. Just stack it. All right. Let's uh, – let's, we've got about 10 minutes or so before we step aside and get out of here. I believe it's a Cardi that's on Crunch Time today with Roth. Of course, if there's any weather lurking out there, premium members, you guys can watch Crunch Time. Roth will tell you what's going down. Give you those up-to-date update as far as weather. Cardi will answer all your baseball questions all the way up the lock. And uh, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you guys ask some questions, Devin – uh, fabulous multitasking producer D train. Surely he pulled a new luck with D train. The people can't see it, D- the big T, but we got to see it. What do you think of D train's new look today? You like it? Oh, he, he's sexy, <laughs> he's rocking just a stash. Like, it's hard to pull that off, and he's making it work for sure. So, good guarantee the wife loves it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So she had to approve, I would assume. Oh, guaranteed. She definitely signed, she definitely runs the shop. <laughs> Definitely runs the shot. I was waiting for Devin to jump on our ears. He's not done that just yet, but uh, 
There you go. He can't, I mean, he can't jump in because he knows it's true. <laughs> he's not going to say, yep, Big T's right. <laughs> well, hopefully he's going to fire up the screen share. We got to be nice to Devin because, like, we can say yeah, Oh, he handles, believe me, I'm always nice to him. He's the man. Uh, let's take a peek. Devin does run. I stand corrected. He runs the shop. Are you yes. right? <laughs> he is the man. Instead <laughs> of forkly, literally. Uh, all right, taking a peek as far as ownership again. This is fluid. Martin, we're seeing it at the, at the top as far as ownership today with Porcello, then Sabali, uh, Giolito, Tanaka. Good lord, I don't, I just don't feel good about Tanaka, but that Baltimore lineup obviously not very good. Velasquez has been better. I guess we can play him in uh, some MME stuff. Uh, l- l- let me ask you this as far as the K props. I'm just doing the screen share as far as the lineup HQ, uh, and questions are lining up in the chat as we speak. Uh, biggest K prop on the board is Charlie Morton at seven and a half. Juice is on the over, minus 140. Where are you at? So I kind of like the over on all three of the big pitchers, seven and a half and six and a half for the other two. Like, I I agree. I kind of like, I think they're all going to get, that's kind of why I'm starting to lean towards your method of just playing these three. I hate all the cheap pitchers, so I might just kind of load up on these three. I, uh, I just clicked on Cheese's core plays, and he's got Morton and Porcello, and I'm sure he's not happy about clicking Porcello uh, for cash games. He's so cheap. I mean, I get it. Porcello is going to be – is the ownership still 24 on here? It's going to adjust. I think it's going to jump to like 30 or so. I would it's going to be over 40 in the big stuff, guaranteed. And I think the, you know, the go-to cash game is probably going to be uh, Porcello and Morton most likely. Um, all right. We are running behind on time, unfortunately. So if, if this is right, though, just for example of how yeah. I play, like Morton 36, Giolito 19, and Castillo 5. Like, yeah, I think it's really criminal not to play some Castillo at 5. Like, I, that's tough for me not to just play Castillo. And again, I'm not sure if the screen share is still up, but it's worth noting here as far as, uh, you know, the Eagles have this reputation about being a team that does not strike out, but all we care about is tonight, and tonight they're rolling out a team that will strike out. Again, no Anderson, no Anderson Simmons, no DH. Uh, the pitcher's going to strike out a fair bit. I presume at some point he got pitch hit for but uh, And, of course, Stice is uh, kind of taking over. He's got a 35.4% K percent this season. Collectively, we're at you know, 20.2, which isn't like jumping off the table, but, of course, that's bigger than basically any lineup the Angels roll, uh, rolled out the entire season. Uh, and Castillo's got great K stuff, too, like 28.4% of the yeah. year. Um, you know, basically even as far as splits, it's 28% across the board. But uh, I agree, 5% is way too low. And I, I, I would pounce on that for tournaments if that's what the ownership's going to be. Yeah. I mean, because I seriously look at these three pretty much in the same. Like, I, I think I don't really give one a major leg up on the other. So if the ownership is really going to be seven times higher on Morton, like yeah. I'll just play Castillo if I'm playing one team. The only uh, extreme we have today as far as umpires, at least as of right now, there's a, we don't have the Dodger game just yet, but Phil Kelsey behind the plate for the, for Velasquez and Kelly extreme pitchers umpire for what it's worth. Kind of like Velasquez has looked a lot better too, hasn't he? Yeah. Like he's, let's see. I don't hate him. I don't hate him for tournaments. So like he's he, gone, his last three starts, he's gone for 13, 31, and 15. Granted, two of them were against Detroit and San Francisco though, so. Could be the right slate to play him, though. It could be the right slate to play a guy like that. This is the right slate to play him. I, I do agree with that because the opportunity cost is not particularly high. All right, scrolling up, trying to knock out some questions as I'm doing that. Tell me your favorite stacks tonight and three guys that are going to bang one out. Who's going yard? So I still, uh, even after talking to 
Uh, I still like the, the Reds and the Indians as my two stacks. Aquino, obviously, is going to be one of my bombs. Give me – have you seen Votto change his stance, by the way, finally? <laughs> He's not choking up in the, on, on the back? It. Seriously, he changed it and went back to his initial thing where he actually swings like a man again and doesn't choke all the way up on the bat. and Even with two strikes? I mean, I don't know if he's, like, needs okay. in a tight spot, but I think he changed his approach a ton. So, uh, give me – Votto's going to hit one in Suarez. All three of them in a row are going to be my three bombs. There you go. Uh, knocking out some questions here from the chat. I'm thinking of fading Porcello and stacking KC. Am I crazy? I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I don't like KC all that much, but you got some great leverage, and it's a great park to do it in. I mean, this park, you can score some runs if you face a bad pitcher in this park. and. It's tough because the, the Royals kind of suck and this lineup's bad, but you could probably make it work with – if I was going to do it, I definitely wouldn't play the expensive guys, though. I'd play – No Solera Dozier? Yeah, like I would just play Bubba, Big Bubba, this Valoria. I wouldn't play Nicky Lopez because he bunted three times for me the one game. <laughs> any of the other guys. Yeah, uh, that is the worst. Uh, Fandle Utility, just in a cash game, do you like Judge or Xander? I'll take yeah. Xander yeah. um, is like the coldest player in baseball right now. Did you see that? He's like well, over his be, last. It was Judge. He's like over his last like 17, I think, or something. I got Let's, a super for you. Uh, Polanco and McCann versus Xander and a punt catcher. Oof. Anybody with Xander, I'm not choosing because he's literally over like his last 15. Uh, thoughts on double barrel and in, in DK tournaments with Morton Gialito. We've talked about that throughout the show. That was probably a question asked earlier. Uh, I like it. And I think I'm kind of sort of somewhat talking you into it to some degree. Yeah. I like all these cheap bats. So I think I can definitely make it work again. Like we always talk about, sometimes there's two 12 K or 12 K and 11 K. We got the slight discount on the top tier tonight with Castillo only being 10 one and the, the other two being 11 and 10 seven. So, I think you can make it work. You might have to play one position that's really ugly, but I'm fine with that. By the way, uh, D-Train in the chat is teasing the people. They want to see how he looks, and he's just – he's saying, come to my Twitch stream. Look at him. <laughs> oh, see, he's already le- – he's learning. That's how it's done. <laughs> uh, he was hitting the noobs the other day. I seen him hit the noobs. I don't know what that means. Yeah, he was, he was pwning the, the noobs. <laughs> oh, do we like Tanaka tonight? <sighs> Why does everyone keep asking about Tanaka? Oh, this is lightning round, by the way. Tanaka. Tanaka sucks. Any Austin Meadows? I don't even. I have never even considered Austin Meadows, so I think not. He's fine. Like, but like, he's not somebody. I'm. You know. I'm not. I'm not paying premium for Austin Meadows tonight, even yeah. against Waggy. Uh. All right. Let's knock out a couple more before we step aside and get out of here. As far as uh, questions here and chat. Uh, what do you think of Gilito with the Dodgers and the Reds? Yeah, sure. Oh, we keep talking about the – I mean, I love when they – yeah, it could be from earlier. But, yes, we love that. Uh, is Grisham in the lineup? RG has a leading off and Fandle has Braun leading off. I saw that too. Yeah, but, he's leading off. Yeah, I think that, I think Fandle screwed up. Don't ever trust Fandle for stuff like that. You usually trust the other other places. Before we logged on, I saw somebody in the chat was talking about how the show the showdown uh, slate for the they had the wrong pitcher on DK. Because yeah. they, so use the, the, use that as an edge if you know for sure. Like <laughs> that's how that All Star game was too, where they were hiding a bunch. I did good. They were hiding a bunch of the names. It was like just go with it. If I knew that was a thing, I would have played the showdown slate. I just didn't know that was a thing. 
Um, I think it eventually might have got fixed, but yeah, yeah I guess it didn't catch Big it. Big T versus Brittany Griner, who you got? I mean, first of all, that's dude versus dude, so that's not what, but definitely Big T. Aguiar versus Vasquez. Vasquez, I guess, if it's not based on price. I mean, they're not the same price, are they? Uh, no, not really. That I like Vasquez if it's just points. I think it depends where you're shopping as far as that. You know, I think they're a similar price on FanDuel, actually. That's probably a FanDuel question. Yeah, definitely Vasquez if it's if you can get either one. Eugenio Suarez or Bryant? Oh, I mean, Suarez for sure. Uh, do you like Fetty and the Nats? I mean, <laughs> I definitely would – I would not play the Nats on this slate. Like at that park, no, no chance. Like no chance. I don't have any interest either. I mean, Turner can get a couple against Shark. Like, why would you play Washington tonight? All right, let's uh, let's step aside. Let's get out of here. Let's make way for crunch time. Crunch time, of course, that will be uh, Roth giving you some weather. What's going down weather-wise? These see if anything's lurking, anything's changed. He'll give you. He'll give you the most up-to-date update all the way up the lock. And of course, Cardi will answer all your baseball questions. T, give me a, a bold proclamation. Maybe uh, bring a point home. Say something strong before we get out of here. It's that strong. I mean, you talk me into it. I think the two pitchers wins tonight. Two pitchers and one of these cheaper stacks. Not a little one, 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 one like you're going to do, but a stack with the two pitchers. He's Tony. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Holla. Oh.